Welcome to The Climate Conversation. I am one of your co-hosts, Dan Brissett, the Executive Director of the Environmental and Energy Study Institute. And I'm joined by my co-host, Sydney, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, Dan, I'm Sydney O'Shaughnessy. I am very excited for our next episode. We have a really interesting show for you today. Um, we've actually brought on three of our previous EESI interns to talk with us about what they're doing now and how their experience jump-started their careers. So please welcome Uma, Karen, and Abby to the show. Hi, I'm Uma. I was the communications and policy intern for EESI in the spring of 2020. Hi, everyone. I'm Karen, and I am the current development intern for fall uh, 2020. Uh, my name is Abby, and I was a policy intern with EESI for spring and summer of 2020. Well, it's great for both of you to join us uh, and to take time out of your day. Um, we are, uh, I'll give away a little secret. We're recording this in the lead up to the holiday season at the end of 2020, even though this will be released in 2021. So um, uh, thanks very much for making time at a busy and stressful time of this time of the year. It's great that you, uh, first of all, were able to intern with the ESI uh, this year, and it's it's great that you're able to join us today. Um, I learned very quickly when I joined ESI that we have a long and distinguished history uh, as a host and employer of fabulous interns. Uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about how things are going, what you've been up to. Uh, how you thought about the internship maybe as it was happening and also learn a little bit more about sort of how that internship, how you've leveraged our inter your internship uh, into the early stages of your career. Uma, maybe we'll hear from you first. Uh, you were an intern a couple months ago. You've since joined the workforce. You've attained full-time employment. Uh, how's it going? Yeah, um, so... I am currently working as an account specialist, uh, which is essentially a uh, customer support and account management uh, role at a company called Nexamp. They're a community solar and energy storage company um, located in Boston, but the, right now they um, have solar energy projects um, throughout Massachusetts, New York, Maryland. Um, I know that we're starting up in Illinois, Maine, and New Jersey, which is great. Um, a lot of my role right now is direct uh, customer interaction. So solving customer problems, talking on the phone with customers, responding to emails, uh, but it's also a lot of tracking internal processes um, that are customer facing, making sure the way that we function as a company is um, in that we're always making sure that customers are satisfied and customers are getting what they need from every department. So really just championing for the customer um, throughout every department meeting and every department that we work with. That's awesome, Uma. And as I recall, you were applying for all of these positions while you were working for us. So can you talk to us a little bit about how that process went and, and how you kind of used your work at EESI to inform what kind of jobs you were looking for? Yeah, um, I definitely think I was going through a job search process and also graduated during a really unprecedented time. Uh, the coronavirus pandemic had just started um, in the middle of my internship. So while I was in the middle of finishing up my final year, in, or I had already finished classes for undergrad, but um, I had not done my graduation yet or anything and was still in the college mindset. 
I kind of was having to navigate looking for a job. And I think ESI, um, not just the staff, but in terms of the experience I got and being a flexible communicator and being organized and being a really strong team player um, were key reasons as to why I was able to get my current role. Um, and, and as I mentioned, also just the support um, from every staff men member, especially um, from Sydney and Omri, who are my direct supervisors. Um, I was really stressed out at the time, worrying about not finding a job after graduation. And they were always there to answer any questions, give any support, um, as well as also Anna and Amber and Dan O. So really grateful for that as well. What a glowing review of us, Dan. <laughs> yeah, you can keep going, Uma. That's fine with me. Um, <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't complimented every member of our staff. That's true. <laughs> I should just shout out by name, but yeah, just, I think that would take some time. Just good job to everybody at eesi.org forward slash staff. Yeah. Um, that's the simplest way to do it. Um, Uma, as someone who is a former intern, as someone who's gainfully employed these days, um, what advice would you have to people who maybe are in their undergraduate careers? Um, they're looking for an internship. They think they want to get into environmental or climate or energy. What advice would you give to them to help them um, get off on the right foot? Yeah. Um, well, luckily for me, luckily for me, um, I was an environmental studies major as an undergrad, so I knew that the environmental um, focus was something I was looking for in any job that I was applying to. Um, but what really, I guess made me look towards the communications and policy position was just thinking about my skills and the experiences I was hoping to gain. So I would suggest to any current undergraduate looking for an internship, just to think about what have they done? What are they hoping to do? Um, and then looking at the specific positions that are available to them. Um, but more broadly, if you just know that you want to be part of an organization that is doing important work in sustainability and resilience and um, fighting climate change, then just looking at that organization and the people that work there um, and their mission and their ethics. Um, I know that's a huge reason for why I applied to my current role at Nexamp. Um, I had never really done any client-facing or customer-facing roles prior. Um, definitely at ESI, I got a lot of experience with helping run briefings and managing social media, but this is a lot more direct one-on-one -on -one communication with people as opposed to more widespread communication. So um, when I was looking at Nextamp, I really thought about uh, what the goal of the of the company was, and they have a huge focus on making sure energy is equitable and it's accessible, and that customers um, are able to support renewable energy while also getting some financial savings. So um, that was a huge part of why I applied there, even though the skills were similar to what I had and similar to what um, I had experienced in, and not an exact match. I really prioritized the mission of the organization I was applying to. Well, I think that's such an interesting perspective to just kind of go after the, the stuff that you care about and to pursue positions um, that really speak to your heart. Um, and I really, I really loved hearing from you, Uma, and like hearing how your transition is into the workforce. But we also have Karen with us, and she offers an amazing um, perspective in regards to balancing grad school with an EESI internship. 
So I would like to pivot to Karen and see how she's managing all of that. Uh, thank you, Sydney. Uh, managing graduate school and an internship has been uh, interesting to say the least, particularly uh, in COVID times when I'm working out of my apartment and it's sometimes hard to get that uh, work-life balance since it's all merging a little bit. Um, yeah, but I've developed good coping skills. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I run a lot. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's been really helpful. And the staff at ESI have been extremely understanding uh, of like my time commitments. And yeah, I couldn't have asked for a better team. Thanks, Karen. Can you um, walk us through a little bit what you do with EESI since you work with us currently? Sure. So I'm currently uh, the development intern. I work with Susan Williams and uh, Tim, and we <laughs> together uh, work on uh, grant proposals as well as uh, donor entries. So a lot of my position is checking uh, on donations, uh, putting them into uh, Salesforce, then uh, generating letters to thank donors for other contributions, uh, Sometimes uh, I'll help out with uh, writing appeals, which are just uh, nice letters to our donors to remind them of the good work that we're doing and uh, how they can uh, contribute to finding climate and energy solutions with ESI. Thanks, Karen. You've been so helpful as we've tried to sort of navigate the closeout of the year. It's a lot of work on the development side of the house and it's been uh, really great to have your help. Uh, and um, you've, you've done a lot for us, and um, it all hasn't been the most fun work in the world, um, but we've all done it as a team, and you've been so helpful, and so we really appreciate it, and especially during remote internship times. I mean, it's a totally different experience. Um, Karen, for someone who's currently in school and someone who sort of found EESI what advice would you have to someone who might be interested in pursuing an internship, whether it's with us or whether it's another organization? Are there things that you look for or that would look for in an organization in terms of making that school life work balance a little bit more manageable? Definitely. So one of the main things that I was looking at, particularly in, the, in this economy, was a paid internship. I am so incredibly grateful that ESI understands and values the work of interns and that, that we are paid. Uh, it makes my work-life balance so much easier because not only am I working for an organization whose mission I wholeheartedly believe in, I am also being like just monetarily rewarded for, for those efforts. Um, and so it, like, it helps me put food on the table and helps me pay rent. So, so that's a, definitely a plus, but that's Definitely not the only reason I uh, interned with ESI or decided to intern with ESI. Uh, I love the work that ESI puts out. Um, the briefings are always incredibly interesting and I find myself talking about them for days with my friends. I bring them up to, uh, to my parents. I send them out to family members. Like I think that the briefings are incredible. The speakers that you all find are phenomenal. Um, and I've learned so much through the briefings and I'm just so happy that I was able to be a part of, of this. And to somebody that's looking for an internship, I would say uh, find something that makes you passionate or something that you already have a passion for. Um, you'll enjoy it 10 times more. Like development work isn't always 
the most glamorous or the most fun, but I know that I'm doing it for the right reasons. And I know that it's contributing to a, a greater goal. And so I don't, if it's fulfilling for me just for that reason. So find something like that. I absolutely love that the conversation continues to circle back to just like follow your passion and find what you love. And there are organizations and nonprofits like us or, you know, in whatever field you're interested in working to kind of accomplish your goals as well. But our conversation is not going to stop there. We have one final guest on with us today, and her name is Abby, and she offers a completely different perspective from Uma and Karen because she is still an undergrad. So let's take the conversation to her now. Abby, you are still an undergrad, so I am wondering kind of what your next plans are. Like, what are your future plans post-undergrad, and if you're going to stay in this kind of environmental policy field? Yeah, so... um... After I graduate, I am planning on spending next year doing um, a year with AmeriCorps in their conservation program. And after that, I'm planning on heading to law school for environmental law, hopefully. I didn't know that. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. The AmeriCorps thing? Well, both, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I was pretty- all throughout um, when I was interning, I was also studying for and taking the LSAT. So I took that in June. How did you balance being an undergrad and doing this internship and also studying for the LSAT all at once? Studying for the LSAT while I was interning was actually very helpful in helping me balance everything because I was able to get class credit for interning. And then also since um, I was interning during the day and had all of my afternoons where I wasn't worried about doing homework and writing papers and doing assignments, I was able to spend all of that time and my weekends studying for the LSAT. So um, it was really easy to balance um, just working during the day and then um, studying when I would be doing homework. Um, Abby, you were a policy intern with us in person as well as after we had to go to telework. Um, Mm -hmm. what was that like? How did your internship change? Did the kind of work that you did change? How did you, how did you, um, sort of tolerate that? Um, how how did you tolerate that change in, in sort of your work environment? Yeah, I think that, um, the change was a lot easier to navigate than I think a lot of, for example, my friends who, were in like full-time students just because I think that ESI did a really great job at transitioning everything over smoothly and making sure that um, I was really supported in being able to still do my work and know what I was supposed to be doing. So obviously my work got a lot less oriented to going to the Hill and doing things um, on Capitol Hill, which is kind of a bummer, but I was still able to do a lot of writing and research and stay on top with how even amid the pandemic, there was still a lot going on in the environmental policy world. So I was able to um, just kind of change my personal routine, um, learn how to keep myself motivated when I wasn't in the office and still luckily be able to interact with everyone in the office for staff meetings and intern check-ins and everything. but we've kind of drilled both of you individually or all of you individually. 
So let's just open it up to the floor now. Um, do you have any great memories in Uma's case from working at ESI or what's your favorite part about working at ESI? Yeah, um, I was lucky enough to be in the office for a couple months before we all had to go remote. Um, I do remember one of the best things I remember is the amazing snacks that we would have. Um, it's a very simple pleasure, but um, I just love that we were always well fed. Um, I'm, I'm someone who gets really hangry, so it was really nice to have that. But on, on top of that, that was a smaller victory or smaller happy moment. Um, I think the thing that I remember most was just going to the hill and being um, on the hill for briefings and really having my um, I live in DC moment um, while doing that. It was so um, transformative to just be introduced to that kind of uh, policy setting. And it's definitely influenced and shaped um, my career path and what I'm hoping to do in the future. I I am also hoping to some sometime in the next three to five years go to uh, graduate school and do something in policy. Still trying to figure that out, which is why I wanted to work a little bit in between. Um, but I think without ESI, I would have not have gone down this path and I probably would have stuck more to the business for-profit um, full-time world than um, thinking really about going down the policy route. Thanks, Uma. Is there a you particular snack that you like the best? Just yes. we go back. Eventually, we'll go back to the office, and someone's going to have to make a Costco run or something. So, <laughs> um, it was. I, I feel like Dan O actually introduced this to me, but the coconut milk chocolate ice cream from Trader Joe's. I still buy it. It's still my favorite. Um, and if I hadn't worked at ESI, I would not have been introduced to that. So, that's my favorite snack. Dan okay. O is the best for the snacks. You can thank yeah. him all the time. Dan yeah. O. <laughs> That's good to know. So find an organization that that you sort of have passion for its mission and a well-stocked freezer. Exactly. Delicious. Okay, good. Yeah. That's good advice. <laughs> Karen, how about you? You had a different experience. You haven't been able to be in the office. I think we've only met in person once since you've been with us since I think September. Um, what's been high, what's been your high point and were there things that you found about being a remote intern that, um, that either surprised you one way or the other, a good thing or a bad thing? Something that I appreciate from, uh, Dan O has been his, uh, initiatives to make people feel included and make people feel like they can still have a casual conversation that you might have had bumping into someone in the hallway or just popping into somebody's office. Uh, yeah, the intern chats have always been like really nice and fun. Um, they're like every day at 1130, you can pop in, have a, a quick little conversation with some people, catch up, um, have something to talk about like, oh, hey, I did, did, this, did this this weekend and that was fun. Um, and so, yeah, that has, it surprised me that there was still a sense of community, even though we're all quarantining or we're all at home um, and finding time with people that you care about or that you just met or that you want to get to know is, has been tough. And so that's been surprising. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's been great so far. I think that probably overall my favorite part of working at EESI, especially 
um, having this internship in the middle of my undergraduate career is that I was able to do something and do work where I could actually see it having an impact. Um, I had been getting kind of burnt out in just in my classes of writing an essay, saying, sending it off to a professor and having it kind of disappear after that. But it felt really good to be able to have this internship, be given responsibilities and write things and research things that I know were actually like being used out in the real world. I think my final question, Dan probably will have more, is what's next? Like, what are you like pointed towards in the future? Yeah, I can I can go first. I touched on this a little bit, but um, I'm still really early on in my career. I um, am really hoping to further my education too. So um, within the next three to five years, hopefully a little sooner, I wanna go back to school and get my graduate degree. Um, I'm also considering doing either a master's in public policy or a master's in public administration. So um, yeah, <laughs> it's really great to hear from Karen and um, see that um, it is a, a great degree and a great field to be going into. So that's kind of where I am. And then hopefully just be working in the renewable energy space, um, continuing on in the community solar space specifically, but hopefully from a policy perspective in the future, as opposed to a um, customer support perspective, but it has been a really enriching experience um, to be a part of the uh, customer um, engagement uh, field because I feel like I am learning exactly the type of people that I want to be supporting in a policy perspective. And for myself, I have about a year left of graduate school, so I'll be graduating next December. And in the meantime, I'm hoping to uh, become a fellow with a nonprofit. Um, really interested in grant proposals and grant making. I like the whole development of donor development that lights my fire. <laughs> um, yeah, it makes me really happy. And that's where I see myself going once I, uh, yeah, once I graduate and uh, finally finish my master's degree. And I see myself staying in the nonprofit sector, particularly with environmental uh, causes. It's great to hear that you're using uh, in Umake, still using your internship experience to sort of inform where you want to go next. And that's a big reason why we do this is to, you know, introduce people to the field. We have all been where you are or were recently. We've all been in that finding an internship, you know, figuring out what you want to do, what part of an organization you might want to work in. And, um, you know, we, uh, on the ESI side, we're really lucky because that helps us get you know, pretty, pretty tremendous interns um, who we really rely on to do a lot of our work. Um, you know, it would be a lot harder to be ESI if we didn't have three, four or five, how many ever it is at any given moment interns to, to get all of our work done. And if you listened closely, uh, you heard one of our colleagues get mentioned multiple times, Dan O or Dan O'Brien. He works very closely with our interns. He is uh, our chief ice cream officer. He's an operations associate. He helps out with briefings. Uh, he is um, uh, a, a, does all sorts of things for ESI. And um, just wanted to take a moment to explain who he was, this mysterious person uh, who <laughs> is uh, uh, really critical for making our internship program home and for our interns to get a great experience out of it, whether they're in person or remote. And if you want to learn more about ESI's work, head to our website at eesi.org. 
Also, if you or someone you know is interested in joining EESI as an intern, please apply at eesi.org slash about slash internships. The Climate Conversation is published as a supplement to our bi-weekly newsletter, Climate Change Solutions. Go to eesi.org slash sign up to subscribe. Thanks for joining us and see you next time.